Okay, I think we are now recording. Welcome to our latest stream. I uh, just wanted to go over the current state of Bitcoin and the light. Be it, uh, well, just crypto, we'll say Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, and, and uh, Ethereum. So let's talk about uh, everything. So right now, let see if I can expand this screen for you. So I just put up two trading ideas on TradingView. The first one is, uh, let me just go over Ethereum right now. So here's the chart of Ethereum. A couple of ways to look at this from a technical perspective, technical analysis that is. We have here the uh, Ethereum price. Now this is uh, a daily price chart here. Uh, as you can see here, it did move up from roughly 1679 to up to 18, 1893. And then it started to move up here at 1908. So everyone was putting a target of $2,000 and that's declined today. So uh, you can see here the RSI is dropped off. So usually this might mean that the RSI, once it hits the 50, 60, it hits an overbought condition and it's tapering off. I think it's more than that. Um, and people are setting a target of about $1,200 uh, for Ethereum if this starts to decline. Obviously, everything's related around um, the performance of Bitcoin. So we'll take a look at that in a minute. But I just wanted to put that there for you. I'll come back to Ethereum and Bitcoin in a minute. So uh, let me pull up my Word document here. So now let's take a look at what's uh, happening with Bitcoin. Um, so Bitcoin, I put again, I put out another new idea. And uh, you can see here, Bitcoin went from, let's say, 26,500. Now this is a four-hour chart you're looking at. Peaked here at 31,000 and started to decline, so it's consolidating. A um, couple of things to mention here on the RSI. As I said, when you get in the uh, overbought condition, it starts to decline. And it may come back, if you believe in these technicals, purely technical, it may come back. Um, and you can also see on the MACD front as well that it's gone negative as well. So there are these signs of this happening. There's a lot of different theories for this. Uh, there was an expectation that some were saying this is a bull trap. Um, some were saying uh, there is going to be, was uh, an expected bull run and then a big, big drop in Bitcoin. So I've got a whole pile of different articles we can go over. If there's any questions, comments, please chime away. Um, any of these articles you want to know about, I'll put them in the chat as well, make reference. So I'm going to kind of give you my perspective of all these different articles. So a lot of these articles are from today in the last day or so alone. Um, so I'll just give you my view of this as well. As I said, if you got questions or comments, just let me know. So right here on the 26th, so today is the 26th, it turned bullish after a weekly uh, largest weekly fund inflow in a year. 
So uh, the big catalyst that drove that was the news of the ETF announcement coming from BlackRock. I think Vanek was another one as well, and another ETF provider that are, have gone now mainstream for a BTF, uh, ETF uh, focused on Bitcoin. Um, I think it was also leveraged as well. So that's what drove that event when the application was noticed uh, with the regulators, and that that's what drove up the big the big drive of Bitcoin. Now you can see it's kind of faded out. Um, so we need to have some more news that's going to sustain this run up. So you think that the news I'm going to show you would be would be that. Um, so let me just show you some of that. So uh, one of the big ones, uh, this one right here. So what's happening in China right now? The yuan is dropping. The economy in China and Hong Kong as well was looking pretty good for a while up until maybe a week ago where copper was going up in price. The Australian dollar was going up in price. And then all, that all petered out. And what I'm thinking is, and, and at the same time, Hong Kong and China are kind of in a desperate mode to uh, sustain, to drive up their economy. One of the ways they are doing that is with uh, Bitcoin now. So Bitcoin was regulated, allowed to be regulated and bought in Hong Kong. And I believe it's the same now with mainland China. So as a result, they're trying to hype up their or bump up their economy. And one way they're doing it is through allowing Bitcoin to be purchased again now in uh, China and Hong Kong. So this headline here with HSBC reportedly becomes the first bank in Hong Kong to per permit crypto ETFs. So I find it very strange with the timing of, well, we're going to go after the largest exchanges from the SEC. And then a week later, we get the news that HSBC is allowing um, these, these uh, banks in Hong Kong to trade crypto, namely Bitcoin and Ethereum. I just don't get that level of regulation and then all of a sudden now we allow everyone to in the main in the mainstream the etf world to buy into both bitcoin and ethereum i just don't understand i mean i understand the timing i understand the politics of it i'm not going to bring it here but these are the sort of things that you will need to elevate the price of bitcoin because if there's no if there's no other new catalyst to follow up with this drive up, um, I think Bitcoin's going to do exactly what you're seeing here with the RSI and the MACD. It just drifts and it drifts back down. The question is, how far does it drift? So I would have, I personally, I would have expected the news that I'm showing you um, would drive up the price of of Bitcoin, which it's not, obviously. Um, so there was that. The other big one was with BlackRock. We know about the manipulative stories of what BlackRock is capable of doing with this ETF. Does that mean that they will now go in and have enough capital and through its clientele to be able to manipulate the price of Bitcoin? To me, the answer is yes. So even though there's some positive uh, stories here with Bitcoin, um, I do believe that there's going to be a form of manipulation.
Now, I also believe that Bitcoin has had gone through its period of speculative um, run. So let me show you what I mean. So when you look at the maximum period of, uh, let's say, 12-month period, no, let me do probably weekly. So when you look at Bitcoin, there's virtually nothing before the peak year. Back in October uh, 2020, it looks like, peaked here, up to 60,000, drifted down. And it started to peak again at 64,000 uh, back in 2021, November. So question is, you see how far it's drifted back? I mean, it's down probably, it's gone down as low as 80% from its peak over the years. And it's trying to drive back up. So what I'm saying is during these time periods of these booms, that's the, just the uh, speculative run-up of Bitcoin. I do think now with Bitcoin, we're starting to move into more of an environment of the utility of Bitcoin. So what I'm saying is, can you make money just speculating Bitcoin? You can, but you're, I don't think you can expect these crazy days of coming back. I just don't see it happening. But doesn't mean that Bitcoin cannot be utilized as a money store and as a payment uh, system, I guess you could call it. The way to get around that is basically you put yourself on the blockchain. You put yourself on the blockchain uh, with a Bitcoin node on the blockchain node, uh, and then you have now eliminated all third-party dependencies uh, to no longer be reliant on third-party and no longer be controlled by third-party. Now, at this point, that's legal. One day it may become illegal where you live because now you're off of the, uh, the, the fiat money system because that's a form of control that the governments are wanting to have on you. So as, as a result, it may one day become illegal to do this. Now, as I said before in the past, when it comes to here in Canada, by law, we have to register all our wallet IDs to our tax authority of the CRA. So that is not a good place to be, okay? How, when you live in that kind of environment. Right now, for me, I'm looking to be getting out of Canada because it's getting more and more and just, just, just not working for me as a citizen of this country. I'm not going to get into that. It's, again, politics, but I'm looking to get out. For me, I'm looking at jurisdictions that will enable me to participate in crypto um, without these regulations. So I, my plan is to go to crypto-friendly uh, uh, jurisdictions in the world uh, where the regula regulators promote crypto, not have it against you like here in where I live. Um, so there's that. Now, I can also talk about being on the blockchain. There's some utilities I could talk about. Umbrel. Just look at, there's a, a little server you can buy. It is already preloaded with all necessary software to get you up and running to participate on the blockchain. So it's something I would look at. Again, it's like Umbrella, just um, Umbra. Let's see if I can find it here. Uh, 
so um okay so what we're looking for is umbrella so this is just a tip for anyone looking for a server to participate in umbrella i think maybe .io i believe uh so it's good to get off of you know what uh umbrella okay so yeah so umbrella.com this is where you go they now have servers hardware devices it's already pre-configured and they're a couple hundred bucks okay In my case a thousand dollars so if you set that up willing to move run it legally you're good to go so now you have a, a new option to get yourself off of of the financial system where you live now eventually they're going to probably ban this as well it's getting that bad <laughs> so um this is the state of affairs we're in because now as i said or before we're, we're entering a world where namely bitcoin is going to be uh the alternative um financial system we'll call it or ecosystem uh to no longer be part of the fiat system okay so let's take a look at some of the art other articles i collected today so um bitcoin investment sentiment turned bullish after largest weekly fund inflow okay so like i said before there's a huge interest in institutional investment in a bitcoin that may be um a good thing but because it's the typical black rock and them i'd be more concerned about that because of manipulation i'll just leave it at that um and let you figure that out what i mean so this is a big one uh bitcoin correlation with nasdaq uh, down at a three-year uh, low so what i could do is i could easily remove uh clean up these this chart and just do a comparison here of let's say the nas dac uh let's see if we can find a fund as uh let me let me just do a cfd here i'll do a popular one from oanda just as a comparison nasdaq 100 um from oanda this one right here and you can see here the correlation is definitely at its lowest over, over over the last few years but let me pull up how far back did this go so this goes only back to 2022 i'll do a monthly chart here yeah you can't see the nasdaq performance um let me do weekly but you can see there was yeah there is a correlation it looks like it's still intact actually um but right here this is where it gets skewed back in the period the, the, these really boom times with bitcoin so looking at it, it looks like it's still intact but it, but the article said it's at its lowest point so there might be some truth to that uh on a um probably let's say on a on a daily basis yeah well you can kind of see that either anyways let's go on to the next article here uh 
Bitcoin analysis bounces off to 29.985. Well, yeah, it did bounce and it's drifted again, as I said. We're now down to 28.52. Um, so will it come back? I don't know, man, because we need real big catalyst news to drive this. Um, that's the way I see it. Uh, first mover America retreats slightly from a 12-month high. So you can see here, April 23. Yeah, it did hit in the last week or so, and it's dropped back. Now will it come back? Again, the only, the only things that drive Bitcoin are catalysts. Like, there used to be, because of that fear of missing out when, when Bitcoin was fairly new, and it was constantly getting like a 5-10% return every night, that was the fear of missing out. So people piled into Bitcoin. Here we don't have that. There's a couple of factors that may be in play. Um, big ones that are that a lot of people may not talk about is we need catalysts, as I said, to drive up price. The other big one, I think, is that a lot of the pricing of Bitcoin is manipulated by and controlled by the Bitcoin miners. I've said that before. Because if it's like a cabal, um, without the miners mining, the miners sell, reselling their mined Bitcoin back to the, the exchanges, uh, people, you can't expect Bitcoin to continue to go up. But as I said, there's a bigger, um, a bigger factor now as more people move on to uh Bitcoin itself, the blockchain, as I showed earlier with that umbrella product, and there's more people doing that. What will happen is to Bitcoin, the price will become a lot more stable, less volatile, and people will actually start using Bitcoin. So that, that's another prediction that could start to happen as more and more people pile into Bitcoin. And that's a better thing for Bitcoin as well. So the days, as I said, the days of speculation may be definitely in the past. Uh, okay, so coming back to the more articles, I said if you got any questions, just let me know. Um, so let me just pull up this article here. Now, there's different ways to look at Bitcoin, you can look at pure price, technicals, all that fun stuff. Um, there also is the off chain analysis, so this is just one example of this. So, 90 6.9 short-term holders now on profit. Okay, so if you're knowing for sure that right here is your peak that you'll get out of Bitcoin, and then you start to short, you're in profit. Now, when you do this, it's very dangerous because this is quickly this could quickly move back against you within a few hours. So if you're sleeping, you know, have proper automation, Bitcoin price goes up, you're gonna get squeezed out. It happens a lot. Um, that's why I like the long more um but you can see the volatility of the price of bitcoin is fairly volatile but i think as more people go into the blockchain that should start to calm down uh as i said any questions or concerns let me know as i said we did a report on the hsbc report of uh your the hong kong residents can now trade crypto uh Okay, so this is another important one uh, where this analyst, Benjamin Cohen, says that there is a, big, a Bitcoin fake out after uh, Bitcoin goes past 30,000. Um, 
it's possible. I, I haven't read this article, and nor will I go into it. But there's probably a lot of that type of analysis with these type of uh, websites, basically on that are either crypto or Bitcoin focused. A lot of them can be just not the same as some of the other more professional uh, institutions of media. It's <laughs> not to be relied on. But I just thought I'd put that out there and just list it. Okay, so this is where we contradict ourselves. So Bitcoin may surge in 10 days. So why 10 days? I can't say. Um, <laughs> there's just no rhyme or reason for it. As I said, you need you need to have established catalyst, news catalyst to drive it up. I mean, I could see if there's more bank failures down the road or interest rates go up, gold's not performing as it should. I'll be putting up a couple uh, an idea on that tonight. On, on trading view on gold it's just not performing as it should same with silver oils interesting but that seems to be um controlled as well and with oil saudi arabia decided to um control the shipping of uh oil tankers which obviously has a effect on price of oil so uh realize that that's a potential but as I said, with Bitcoin becoming the only other alternative of when things go bad, uh, Bitcoin may may go up. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean it will. The way, the way you would expect it, it may not perform as well. Uh, and uh, the expectation might not be there when you get let down. So that's very, that's very real. It happened um, in, I think, one of the more recent bank collapses. I think it was with... Uh, um, with the uh, Credit Suisse, and people thought, "Oh, it'd go up." That Bitcoin ding, it went up a little bit, but not when the same days as when um the first two, um, Signature, and the other bank went bankrupt back in March. So, um, yeah. So, uh, okay. So, um. This may be another driver with what happened with Russia. They would have expected oil to go up. It went up a little bit. Or sorry, gold to go up. Didn't go up as much as it should. And you would expect the same thing. It's that kind of news. And it's serious news with what happened in Russia, where you would expect uh, Bitcoin also to go up. So again, Bitcoin's not responding as it should. So you can see here with gold. Um, it just didn't uh, move up. It's actually gone down. So that just shows you how distorted the gold market is. And you can kind of say the same thing for Bitcoin because it's more, I guess the word is subdued. Okay. So let's choose that one. All right, so uh, let me know if you got any questions or anything. And uh, let me go to the next article here. All right, so uh, this was the one I was talking about, um, China. I can't really say a lot about China, but they seem to be economically in trouble. Uh, they're trying all kinds of things to boost their economy. 
um, but they may be manipulated in a way where they're not going to get a performance. Um, and because of that, how will that affect uh, the impact of, of Bitcoin and crypto? To be truthful, if you have a large story with Russia and potential a coup in Russia and that barely moved Bitcoin, can you imagine how suppressed the news of China, the bad economy, doesn't do anything to, to Bitcoin as well? So as I said, it's more subdued. Uh, okay, uh, I think there's one I may have missed here. Uh, here I could talk about the fundamentals of Bitcoin. This one I think is kind of irrelevant because it's one thing to predict Bitcoin performance. And if you're using on-chain analysis, probably how they're doing the fundamental. Right now, it just doesn't seem to be all that useful to do that type of analysis because Bitcoin's just not moving as you would expect it to. Right? So I don't know what more to say on that. Um, then we have here. This is probably pretty realistic. Uh, Bitcoin exchange inflow means it's spike and pull back soon. Uh, more and more people, uh, the institutional may start to put more into these ETFs, which will drive, not drive up the price of, of the volume of holding Bitcoin will go up. But does that mean that the price of Bitcoin will go up? And from what I'm seeing, because as I said, the, the holding Bitcoin is at a very multi-year low right now. So um, I don't know what to tell you there, but it seems that that probably will have some spikes, but that's where Bitcoin, the price will go range bound around 30,000 unless a catalyst comes along. Um, Bitcoin hits a new year to date high technically, suggests bull market, Bitcamp, a BitBank analyst contributes. Well, if you are looking at this, yes, for true. And as I said, we did hit an all-time, all-year high, but this is what's going on. So what will drive up price of Bitcoin? Who knows? But it definitely needs a catalyst as well. Okay, uh, so now we're moving into Ethereum. I've already mentioned Ethereum earlier. Uh, Bitcoin, uh, Spark, bullish momentum, altcoins follow suit. Yeah, that's usually the trend. Bitcoin will be the largest crypto based on uh, crypto market dominance. Will then move up. Usually Ethereum will follow. And then the rest of the alternatives, altcoins will move in same direction. I mean, there's always a, an altcoin that kind of moves against the general direction of Bitcoin or Ethereum. But then over time, unless there's a lot of hype, that, that price buildup may last a couple of weeks. And then it dro drops back down. Now, that could be very random on what's driving that. But on the other hand, when you look at uh, exchanges like Robinhood, and I believe Coinbase may have already, a lot of US-based exchanges, uh, crypto exchanges will have dropped Solana um, and the likes of uh, Cardano. So those are big alternative coins. And you already can't trade XRP in the US. so. All this altcoin business uh, will kind of uh, 
be irrelevant because you, you don't have access to those coins anymore. So all you have really is Bitcoin, Cash, and Litecoin as, as more alternatives available for traders in the U.S. from a retail perspective. Um, so essentially what, 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 it, what you might be hearing is a lot of these altcoins become irrelevant. Six months, like I'm, I'm not seeing as much news on alternative coins at all. It's a lot of it's the industry, a lot of it's Bitcoin or Ethereum. And that's, and, and XRP. You might see the occasional story on Cardano or Solano. But I think out of those larger alternative coins, they're, they're going to eventually fade away because they're not welcomed in the States. And, and because of that, there's going to be less volume globally outside of the States to really make an impact on that. So, uh, yeah, it really boils down to Bitcoin and Ethereum uh, from here on out, I think. Uh, so now they're also talking about bearish condition for Ethereum for now. This is this is temporary, right? Um, because it's so unpredictable, so volatile to really see. Uh, let me get rid of this so you can get a better view of the... You can see here it's been very range-bound, Ethereum. Very range-bound. But it had a little nice run up here. And again, no catalyst news to drive up the price. Um, I think one thing I will say that's positive is um, Uni... Uh, well, Oh, uh, what's that? What's that coin called? Uni. Uh, here, here. I can't believe I forgot the name of it. Um, yeah, Uni uh, coin. I can't believe I forgot. Yeah, Uniswap. So right now. Uniswap, Click at Bank, this is a decentral exchange. Uh, it is apparently bigger than Coinbase. And a lot of the alternative coins, like the level two coins for Ethereum, Matic being one of them, or um, they sit on that, on that ecosystem. And as there's less uh, demand for it for them, they wither away over time. I like the ecosystem of what they bring from a DeFi perspective, from a a DeFi perspective, decentral perspective. And again, U US drives a lot of the volume. And as they regulate, uh, they probably going to lose a lot of momentum, a lot of market demand, a lot of relevancy. And it's going to be outside the US that will, if, if, if it will drive them, then great. Um, but yeah, there's more European countries clamping down. There's some Asian countries clamping down on these these alternative coins. And uh, as a result, there's less demand for them because many people can't trade those coins in those countries. So again, it comes back to these kind of coins, I hate to say, over the long run, six months out, may start to get less and less irrelevant. The ecosystems built out become less and less irrelevant. And I don't want that to happen. but. <laughs> Looking at the way it's been for the last six months or so, um, I'm seeing less news on them, even though no, no matter if they're innovative, there's no volume, no liquidity, people drop off. So that's that. And, and, and these, these Western governments are really, really wanting to get rid of these DeFi, uh, decentral 
exchanges because uh, again, it comes back to they lose control uh, through regulation on them. So uh, that seems to be happening. And uh, let's see what else we got here. So yeah, Bitcoin, let me pull up Bitcoin Cash as an example of uh, typical moves. So if I pull up uh, Bitcoin Cash, these are still tradable in the States on a lot of exchanges. Um, you can see here uh, on a daily basis that uh, Bitcoin still performing pretty good. What I do think that with Bitcoin Cash, this is going to go parabolic. You can already see it from yesterday. Once you start to see those red um, signals, uh, usually what will happen, they'll, you'll see more of them. And then the price will either hold and then eventually go back down. But this is a big, big parabolic move. Um, so probably see that better on an hourly basis. Yeah, so you can see it's kind of hanging in there, but these big negative moves, uh, volume-wise, uh, could drive it back. And you can see the big volume that drove it up, and then it just lost interest. This is definitely big whale traders trying to take advantage of this opportunity, and look what happens when the volume just goes flat again. So, as I said, to drive up price of any coin, you need you need the catalyst, you need the hype, you need the FOMO. The fear of missing out to continue that that volume to get more green volume uh, bars to continue it if not it goes not negative but it goes range bound and then that's when people lose interest and uh, move on to other uh trading opportunities uh, the local uh, chihuahua is losing his mind uh okay so here in this article it says that bitcoin cash has just gone parabolic i think they probably figured based upon the daily chart they saw that they thought oh, it was going to go parabolic but next day today it picked up but i wouldn't be surprised you'll see as i said you'll see more red bars uh to come in another one that might have performed might have been litecoin uh, there's the occasional coin that does really well for a while, and then it just goes range bound again. So let's see how Litecoin's looking. Yeah, you can see a similar pattern. Another one that might be of interest is Ethereum Classics. Um, let's see here. Yeah, so you can see the, those declines. But some of these coins can take off, but they may or may not. Another one of interest is. Uh, Cosmos or Atom. Let's see how that one's doing as well. See, they're all related around each other based upon the moves of, of Bitcoin. So again, Bitcoin's the one that drives all that. Um, I, I I don't make the rules here. I'm just giving you what I see in the raw data. Uh, let's see what else we've got. Okay, so I could talk about oil. Um, I kind of hinted towards that, um, but this is now interrelated where Bitcoin's specifically around um, gold. So uh, let me pull up as a primary XAU USD. Okay, so as I said, with all the bad news happening, you would expect gold to really move. Liquids gold has gone really flat. Um, that's a daily chart, and it's kind of drifting back. That's because the of the rallies, but in the last three days, 
market's been kind of declining. So because the market has kind of done well, you can see gold has declined. That's expected. But you can see it's kind of gone flat, even though the market has kind of gone, uh, well, has declined uh, for a variety of reasons of inflationary concerns still elevated and the interest rates of coming out of the Fed. So you would expect gold to kind of move up, right? So when you compare that to um, Bitcoin itself, let's see how it does. So you can see here, it, it's a, it's a high, highly sensitive and there is definitely a, a correlate, or indirect relationship between the two. Um, the other one that is, is a good comparison is the DXY or the dollar index. And uh, let's check that one out. Uh, don't think, yeah. Let's see if we can get the DXY added. There we go. So you can see here, uh, DXY, Bitcoin's done very well in terms of performance up 20, 20 plus percent versus these two. Um, but they're very super sensitive. But you can see when gold goes down, Bitcoin goes up. So there is somewhat that relationship still intact. So I'm just putting that as a hint on how to trade between the two. But if I got rid of uh, Bitcoin, get a better look at the dollar versus gold. Um, yeah, it's similar uh, where uh, gold and the U.S. dollar are in direct relationship somewhat similar to Bitcoin um, because back in the day, if I brought up a chart of Bitcoin and showed you the DXY, you probably would notice that there is an indirect relationship. It doesn't move much. If I go hourly, let's see if that makes a difference so you can see it better. Yeah, you can see it's it goes flat. So does the uh, the dollar, and it declines here. So it's more a direct in relationship. But sometimes you 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 will see the dollar and Bitcoin kind of go against each other. Um, sometimes you do, like right here, it moved up quite quite a bit. Right here, it declined a little bit. So there is that still that's relevant. Um, that's the only one way to gauge and, and, uh, predict those moves. Uh, okay. Uh, let me see here on the word. If there's anything else I can highlight here. Uh, not really. Okay. If there's any comments or questions, let me know right away. Otherwise, uh, I will terminate this webinar presentation. So if you're watching right now, let me know. Hello, how are you? Thanks for joining, watching this. Um, anyone else got questions or comments? If not, uh, I shall say goodbye. <laughs> I will have a podcast of this up as well. Um, yabba dabba do, no, maybe. Okay, I guess we're done. Thanks for watching. And uh, have a good day or night, wherever you are. Later. Bye.